Welcome to BIV Today. I'm Tyler Orton. Now, I think it's safe to say that semiconductors, they've been thrust into the public consciousness this year like never before. This comes amid ongoing global shortages. But beyond that, Canadian firms have been making significant advances in the developments of these chips critical to electronic components. And just recently, Vancouver-based Epic Semiconductors was accepted into Canada's only semiconductor-focused incubator, that is, or at Venture Labs Hardware Catalyst Initiative. And with us today is actually the inventor of the technology, that is Wolf Richter. He is Chief Technology Officer at Epic Semiconductors. Wolf, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me, Tyler. Okay, so you guys are calling these very, very tiny semiconductors smart dust. Uh, Tell me a little bit about what makes this technology unique. Tyler, you know that the world is worshipping the microprocessor. It's everywhere. It's in your smartphone, in your car, in the elevator. It monitors the unborn baby and... Uh, of course, in your phones and smart devices. It even plays the music at your funeral. But these microprocessors, they can't do nothing without software. And you know that software is buggy. Planes fall from heaven. Autonomous cars have big, big problems to come on the street. And we wanted to change this uh, to create chips that are self-learning, self-powered, and can resemble nerve and brain cells. What's fascinating, because I looked at the technology and you guys want it to be sustainable and you're kind of comparing it with uh, artificial intelligence. And tell me about that artificial intelligence angle that you guys are pursuing here. Yeah, you know that every living organism is based on cells. They have special functions and some cells, they are nerve cells and some they are brain cells and they process actually uh, electrochemical data. And we were able uh, to mimic this with a modern and normal uh, technology that is used to make chips. And the fun part is that these chips are much, much smaller than a microcontroller at uh, 100,000 times smaller, take a million times less energy, and they are not programmable. They are self-learning. So the question I think a lot of people are wondering about, because I've, I've seen how tiny these things are, but how exactly do you go about pursuing such tiny chips? Because, you know, you, you got to get it to kind of the size where everything functions. And that, that must be, you know, something a bit of a challenge. But uh, how did you set out about doing that? Yeah, smart dust is actually only 0.3 times 0.3 millimeters, so it's really a dust size, but it doesn't fly in the air. It's always attached to something. Yeah? There can be a label of a product or a flexible foil and uh, anything else. So you just attach this smart dust to something, and then this something becomes sensitive and intelligent. So the question I've got to ask then is with regards to manufacturing such chips, you know, like what is that process like? And especially as a startup that is looking to scale up, what do you envision, you know, manufacturing being like in the future? 
Yeah, in the moment we use the same processes like any other integrated circuit. This means we make uh, simulations, we use design tools, these are graphical tools, make chip layouts and then give this to the world uh, leading chip manufacturers and then they making the chips for us. In the next future, this will be a fully printable process so that a normal printer can print this kind of electronic on a piece of paper, on a piece of foil, or on a piece of rubber. Wait, wait. I, that's very fascinating to me. I, I didn't realize that the next step would be with regards to printers. It, it, like, is this with regards to like specialized printers, not necessarily, you know, my, my laser printer that I have at the office or anything like that, right? It will be a variation of this laser printer because uh, electronic printing actually depends on the ink. You know, ink should be conductive or non-conductive or semi-conductive so that you can make transistors or capacitors or resistors. And these inks, they are available uh, right now. The problem was always what to do with them because a normal microprocessor has billions of transistors and very difficult to print them on a foil. Our smart dust has only a few thousand transistors, so it's much easier to uh, uh, realize uh, printable or flexible electronics. Oh, wow. I, that's <laughs> kind of blowing my mind right there, but that's so cool. Um, look, just the last, I, I'd say about a year or so, we, we've been talking about this you know, semiconductor shortage going on across the world. We're talking a lot about car manufacturing. Even Sony Playstations are hard to get right now. But we also know that specialized semiconductors are needed for other sectors, you know, like medical imaging. Um, we have a company here in British Columbia, Redland Technologies. They specialize in those kinds of semiconductors. What would Epic semiconductors be geared towards? Yeah, we are not depending on these super technologies that the, the big ones need. They want to reduce everything because they have to worship and follow Moore's law that states that you have to double the number of transistors in a chip every 18 months. Uh, we don't do this because we just have a few thousand. This means uh, we also have much, much more space on a wafer. We get more yields and the technology becomes much cheaper. A typical price for a, a smartest chip is one cent. How are you guys, like, I, I think you kind of spelled it out for me. Sometimes it takes me a minute uh, to pick it up, though. But how are you guys able to ensure that the uh, the price, it seems like incredibly low. Like, how do you ensure that you've got the quality and the technology is, is still there for, like, a one cent, you know, uh, semiconductor? Yeah, this is where a hardware catalyst comes uh, into the play because they have the measurements tools. Uh, they give us access to modern uh, technology and editors, and they also have specialists to support us in this way. Uh, the other answer is very simple because the less parts you have on a chip, the less is the chance that, or the greater is the chance that they work and not fail. If you have a microcontroller that has a billion transistors and five are not working, th this is trash. In our case, this will not happen. So I'm curious then, you know, you are a startup. Uh, you guys will be looking to scale up. Uh, with regards to that incubator that you guys are joining, uh, what is that going to allow you to do, especially in terms of the growth prospects for your company moving forward? Yeah, this is a well-renowned uh, uh, institution and has access uh, to 
marketing and marketing tools and also to investors and to potential uh, clients and also alliances with all the high-tech giants we always dreamed about to talk with. And they give us the opportunity to really to play on this big stage. And this is really the epic moment in our career. It's going to be like a lot of mentorship that you guys will be getting. Is it kind of fascinating to see that this might be kind of a, a bit of a turning point as you guys seek to commercialize moving forward? We always have uh, written black numbers, but on a small uh, scale. Yeah, And EPIC actually is an up vibration for enormous profit is coming. <laughs> so we want to create uh, systems that bring recurring revenues. And Hardware Catalyst and Venture Lab, they will help us on the way. And this is really like getting the jackpot. Well, it's also just think about the way that, you know, personal electronics and other, uh, you know, just devices that we need everywhere uh, with regards to this uh, demand. It, it wasn't there, say, 30, 40 years ago, but it's in everything. So you guys are just really kind of anticipating that this is going to have that uh, continuous cascading effect and more and more of these will be in higher and higher demand moving forward. Yes, of course. For example, we have projects to make uh, cabins of, of vehicles, of especially of cars, smarter and saving costs. And this is the other aspect of smart dust. Smart dust saves more money than it costs. In a typical car, for example, you can save about 250 to 350 dollars US uh, in not having cables, connectors or wires because our system works with electron entanglement and we speaking and working with car manufacturers and suppliers, they roll out a million cars per year. So there's enormous cost saving and this makes our technology very, very attractive for global players. Well, and with regards to that, you know, who do you envision to be kind of the uh, the typical client or maybe the typical market that you guys will be delivering these chips to? Yes, automotive is, of course, a driver, but uh, the numbers are not that big. <laughs> a million cars is actually nothing if a chip costs one cent and even if you have hundreds of them in a car, so there's not a big uh, profit. In retail, for example, just think of smart labels uh, uh, on, on packages. They always know what's going on inside and outside of a product. It makes products much more safe. It makes them uh, visible, allows real-time inventory and uh, prevents shoplifting. On the other uh, uh, market we see is Industry 4.0. This means to connect every machines to an intelligent system that makes production and the workers safer and more reliable. So you are the inventor of this technology. Tell me... A little bit about your inspiration. We'll have to go back maybe more than a decade, but tell me about how this came to be and, and what you got you thinking about pursuing this. Yes, so I was always fascinated for flexible, bendable, stretchable, and printable uh, electronics. And also, I'm a specialist for gesture systems. So computers or electronic that you can control with the wave of a hand. And my previous co-venture was sold in 2010 to Microchip, and that gave me the freedom and the opportunity to think about something new. 
And so I joined with Linda, our uh, CEO and the founder of Epic Semiconductors. And then we started patenting. So in the moment we have uh, 21 granted patents and then we built our prototypes and tried to find our first clients. So what are you excited about more, uh, you know, moving forward, like uh, just kind of the, the potential for rapid scale up or just maybe the potential for people to kind of realize, you know, the uh, I'll use the word genius, but kind of the genius behind the product moving forward. Yeah, genius is maybe a big word. Uh, I see myself as a normal engineer because everybody cooks with, uh, with, with water. But the idea, Tyler, is actually very simple. If you are a small company, you should have something propriety. This is also a reason we are here in British Columbia. So BC for us means best choice. We could easily go to Silicon Valley, but then we would be one of 10,000 and they all do the same. This is a me too thing. You know this, if somebody makes a drone, everybody makes a drone. If somebody cries AI, everybody makes AI. We wanted to be different and we have the chance here in BC to create a, a, our own technology. And it's not only good for us, it's also good for Canada because printed electronic is in the moment the most sought technology where big nations fighting for leadership. Well, you know, and I'll go backwards just a little bit because I think about kind of the capacity for you guys to be using this printed technology. So going back to manufacturing, it, it can it pretty much be manufactured anywhere in the world, you know, moving forward? Yes, of course. Uh, this is uh, practically our smartest chip is an electronic laboratory on chip uh, that uh, learns from the environment and from changes in the environment and can produce uh, everywhere. <clears throat> and again, in the near future, it doesn't even need a, a clean home and can uh, be done in roll-to-roll -roll, uh, printing from a normal printing machine. Excellent. You know, uh, Wolf, you, you can tell that I am I'm quite fascinated by what you guys have been able to accomplish. And uh, I'll congratulate you on making it into this incubator and marking kind of the next step forward uh, as you guys continue to innovate as a startup. But uh, for now, I, I just want to thank you so much for joining us on the show today. It was my pleasure. Thank you very much, Tyler. That is Wolf Richter. He is Chief Technology Officer at Epic Semiconductors right here in Vancouver, British Columbia. That is it for the show today. I want to thank everyone for listening. You can go to BIV.com. More stories, more interviews there. In the meantime, we'll be back soon. And I want to thank everyone for listening.